Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, and I'm here to dish out practical advice through experience to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the owner and CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be covering a variety of topics in real estate, and you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in today. This is Christy Wilson with my friend and colleague, Heather Warmbrode. Hi, Christy. Hello, so glad to be here today. So Heather, gosh, when we first started recording our podcast, that was early July. It was. And I remember one of the first ones we talked about was what was happening in the market. We were starting to feel this initial slowdown, which I've been in the business for going on three decades. So I'm used to seeing that late summer slowdown. Mm -hmm. But because the market has been so frenetic for the past two, three years, we hadn't seen it in a while. And, And during 2020, we for sure did not see a slowdown. So Heather and I talked after that and said, you know what, let's let's check back mid to late fall and see what yeah. the market's doing. And here we are, mid to late fall. Although when this drops, it may not be, it may be winter when y'all are listening to this. So I, I'm really excited to have this conversation about what we were predicting. Were we off our rockers or what Right, really what's actually happening and what we've been experiencing the last several weeks. Yep, yep. So what we had said on that episode is that usually mid-July to mid-September, historically, we've seen somewhat of a slowdown. Mm -hmm. People in Middle Tennessee, and I think in a lot of places, they're going on vacations, school starting. There's a lot of activity that happens in that mid to late summertime that takes people out of the house buying game or out of the house selling game. And so because we had not seen that during 2020, and because the first half of 2021 has been the most rambunctious market on record that I've seen. Yeah. It was just, it was a curiosity statement, if anything. Mm-hmm. And so tell me, Heather, what what have you been seeing? When we spoke in July, you were beginning to feel a little bit of the slowdown. But like you had said, we attributed it to August and September. But I would say these last four weeks, it has picked back up. I don't see the multiple offers that we had in the first part of the year, but we still have strong buyers. We may only be getting two to three offers, not eight to 10 to 12 or even more, but the buyer pool is still strong. I think the interest in Nashville, coming to Nashville is absolutely still there. And and it's been a strong fall market so far. Yep. I am going to agree 100%. I was very curious, like I said earlier, of what was going to happen. And now sitting here Looking backwards, which there's always the clarity of the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. always makes me happy. It was just that traditional slowdown. The market in Middle Tennessee, it was. It's not even a recovery. It's just it's seasonal, yeah, and cyclical, yeah. And we are back right, right in the thick of it. And I think what's really fabulous about this market is the buyers have stepped back in, but I think they're a little less frenetic to overuse that overused word yeah. that they're making wiser decisions prices have gone up tremendously mm-hmm. so a lot of things do stay on the market for more than 4 days not everything if something is priced 
aggressively, it's going to go in in the first day for sure. But if a buyer has an opportunity to make an offer and either negotiate or just go full price, I mean, it's, it's kind of refreshing. It is. Now, like you, my listings, many have had multiple offers, but it's maybe two or three offers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and this is a phenomenon that I have not seen before, there's one offer, but that buyer is bidding against themselves. So for instance, I had one listed for 875 The buyer came in at 900 This buyer had been out looking, looking, looking and kept missing opportunities. And we didn't know if we'd have multiple offers or not. I mean, that's truly, you just don't know anymore. Yeah. But this offer came in 25000 over asking. And so to me, that was a multiple offer to a degree because they were bidding against themselves. Right, right. Right. And they secured that property. That happened on another listing of mine. We had one offer, but that buyer came in well over ask and secured that listing. They were tickled. They were fine. Yeah. And I wrote one for some buyers. We closed tomorrow. Oh, good. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's never closed till it's closed. That's Only right. back up there. Oh. That's right. <laughs> and, um, you know, they came in way over asking just because they had lost so many. And they're like, wow. man, this is the neighborhood we want, the floor plan we want. It's everything we want. Let's let's lock it down. What will it take to lock it down? Yeah, yeah. And a challenge that I've had, and I'm sure you may have, have had this as well, is I've had a string of listings this fall. And it's the conversations that I'm having with the sellers, talking to them about the market. For the listings that were in a neighborhood, and I was able to do this, we really looked at what was currently on the market. I reached out to those agents because in their minds and talking to their neighbors, they had this expectation that they would receive upwards of six to 10 offers and things would immediately go. Um, I had one seller, she had a neighbor whose home went for a hundred thousand over in a neighborhood that was just an anomaly. Yeah. So setting their expectations of what this could look like, I didn't want them to be disappointed when I had ex- only experienced just a few offers with my other listings mm-hmm. that I figured this might be the case. That was a good conversation to have because they had in their mind and talking to to other neighbors had set the bar so high. We did get under contract. We received three offers. So we had a a primary offer and a backup offer, but you could tell they were a little disappointed that they didn't get that six plus that their neighbors had gotten several months ago. And neighbors really are, it's, it's a challenge as a realtor because you're out in the field every day doing it and they're hearing things that's four weeks old usually, you know, and so it's, it's just tough. I encourage all sellers to listen to your agent. Mm -hmm. We are out in the field every day, working with buyers and sellers, looking at the market, studying the market, understanding trends, understanding cycles. This cycle that yeah. we just had, the July, August, mid-September slowdown, you know, it's it's two months really, mid-July to mid-September. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage people to listen to their agent. We're yes. out there and we want the best for you. Yeah. You know, we want the best for our clients always. And it's not that we're trying to get an easy sale. That's the last thing you want. I mean, you don't want it to be hard, but at the same (laughs) time, we want the best for the client. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. 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 So one thing too, in looking back over the past few months, inventory is still a big issue. Mm -hmm. Home sales are still strong and selling or a little bit below the numbers we were this time last year. 
But I do believe that's just a function of a lack of inventory. I think there's plenty of buyers out there who would want to buy should the inventory exist. But we're really having to, you know, look hard to find inventory or help educate your buyers on alternative things that they may decide that they need to have in the house or Mm -hmm. or let go of. Yeah, yeah. You know? People are definitely making some sacrifices on on some things to yep. maybe get in the area they want to get in. That's right. Flexibility. Yeah. Flexibility is key. This is Jeff Devereaux, Mortgage Banking Executive, Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 176-1767. The other thing that has happened in almost every metro market that I can think of is the affordability issue. I can't even call it an opportunity because we're trying to figure out how to make the affordable housing issue, how, how to even create that, which I'm not focusing on in this conversation, but affordability across the board. I mean, what was 300000 is now five fifty right. or six. What was seven fifty is now $1.2 million. So it really is a challenge mm-hmm. to to find what you want, or you look at what you're paying and what you're getting in that price sometimes is like, really? This is all I'm getting? Yeah. So that that can be disappointing. But at the same time, you're getting your house. Yeah. You know, you that, that's the big win, I think, for 2021 is that you got the house. You got the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now, interest rates. That's another thing that what is happening in the market today of what was happening back at the beginning of summer is that some economists are starting to talk about interest rates maybe going up a little bit in 2022. I feel like this conversation comes up every October, November for mm-hmm. what the following year is going to look like. Right. And this is always what is said as well. Interest rates may go up this year. Yeah. I guess they don't end up with egg on their face that way if they were saying that they're going to come down. Yeah. <laughs> but um, still, that will be something to watch because that truly affects what a buyer who's getting a mortgage mm-hmm. can afford. You know, if those interest rates go up, the amount of dollar you can afford goes way down. So hopefully those interest rates stay where they are. I mean, they're they're crazy low yeah. right now still. But that's that is a market condition that is always with us and that we're always watching. Yeah. And we are in Nashville, Tennessee, which, you know, we an article came out yesterday in the Nashville Business Journal that referenced Nashville being called a supernova city. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just a popular place, people want to come, economic development is strong, and the projection for today looking into the future is just so bright. Yeah, it, um, it is very bright and and exciting. I mean, Nashville is definitely a magnet city, mm-hmm. and we're just just attracting yeah. all kinds of, of people for, um during COVID when people learned that they could remotely work. Yes. And then people started looking at their lifestyle choices, quality of life. It just became a hot market to come to, as did many other markets. Raleigh, Tampa. I mean, Austin's always been hot. Denver's always been hot. So yeah. it was funny. I was talking to one of our agents yesterday, and she had an open house on Sunday. And she said, you know, it's funny. 
this couple from California came in and she said, they thought that they were an anomaly that, oh, we're from California. We're moving that. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you and 5,000 others last week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, right. And then we've both had clients from all over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think 60% of my buyers this year have been from out of state. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a huge number. But I, like you, when I saw that article that Nashville's a supernova, I mean, it's at the tip top of those metros that people are coming to due to all those factors, Heather, that you mentioned. In addition to our amazing tax structure, our amazing weather, mm-hmm. you know, although it was 45 when I left the house this morning, I thought that was a little <laughs> cold for me, Yes, but it is October. Yes. I recognize that we are going to roll into cold weather here soon, but it is, it's a, it's a great place to live. Now the question becomes, is there a slowdown coming? I know, Christy, pull out your crystal ball because we will have to do this again maybe in March or April. Yeah, for sure. So the word slowdown in real estate can be defined in so many ways. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, when they hear slowdown, they think that means that the market's tanking, that prices are declining, that activity is declining. What a market slowdown means is a lot of times more of a stabilization where Properties are staying on the market a little bit longer. You know, the ideal balanced market, they say, is properties staying on the market for about six months. Or I'm sorry, it's not staying on the market six months. It's having six months of inventory. Okay. And right now we have like one month of inventory. Yes. And so, you know, that's what they call NAR, National Association of Realtors calls a balanced market having six months of inventory. I don't see us going there. I see us, if man, if we could get to two to three months of inventory. That would be nice. And that would be considered a slowdown because it is different from having one month of inventory, but it at least gives the client, the buyers out there options mm-hmm. and time to think and the seller time to buy another house. Right. So I do feel like though, with the number of people coming to our city because of articles like that being called a supernova, our slow down is not going to be perhaps like other markets. I would love to see a stabilization, but I think we are definitely in a marathon and not in a sprint. Mm -hmm. The job creation, the economic growth, the number of people for a variety of reasons who come here, retirees, there's so many retirees coming here too. Yes. They want to be close to their grandkids. They don't want to pay state income tax. You know, it's just, it's a great place for them to come. It is. I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to see a stabilization but I don't really, my crystal ball does not say slow down. Mm. You know, I used to say, well, maybe something global happened. We'd slow down. There was a pandemic. Right. We sped up. We sped and I up. thought, well, maybe, you know, gosh, if there was some kind of terrorist activity or bombing, oh, guess what? There was a bomb in downtown Nashville on Christmas Day in 2020. Mm-hmm. It didn't slow anybody down. Nothing has really slowed us down. And we're just a really dynamic city. We are. that, As are the surrounding markets around us mm-hmm. that just keep getting after it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be exciting to follow up with this and see kind of if we're both frenetic and crazy and all of those things come March and April, if it's the typical spring. Right. Which I'm sure it will be. It, uh, but how will, will we gauge it? That will start in February. Spring market usually starts in February. It slows a little bit in December. And then usually for me, I'm picked right back up January 2nd. It's mm-hmm. like the the floodgates open. But the majority of the market will open up late February. I think the takeaways from this podcast are honestly, we're stable, we're strong, the market is still on fire, and don't overprice your listing. Then you yes. will stay on the market. Yeah. And that was the other piece to a slowdown. 
people start seeing price reductions, but what they don't recognize is that the seller probably started out too aspirational yes. anyway and had to come down for a reality check. Yeah. And, yeah. and so the takeaway is what are prices doing? They're going up, but they're not just an upward spike. We are doing a normal appreciation increase right now. I anticipate that continuing well into the 2030s. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think it's stable and a marathon, not a sprint. Um, second takeaway is that this will be a quarterly update that we will do yeah. of what's happened in the past quarter moving forward. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. Me too. Good stuff, I'm sure. Yes. All right, Miss Heather, I will wrap her up and I hope you have a great day. I hope all of our listeners have a great day. And guys, don't forget, if you have questions that you want answered by either Heather or myself, please email us to podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Thanks a bunch. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full-service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories and tag at Moving Up Podcast and let us know your favorite takeaway from this episode. 